okay? I'm gonna do a countdown, okay? Five, four, three, ten, two, ten, one, ten. Welcome to The Wiretap, episode 15. Today's June 19th, 2017. I have my cohort, as usual, Mr. Chad Costello on the line. Say hi to the people. Hello. It's hot as balls today. Uh, it's been pretty miserable, man. It's it's only June. And yeah. we still have July and, and August to go. We're supposed to have June gloom. Yeah, There's no, no June gloom. And yeah. you know what bothers me is uh, Dallas Rains. Like that guy when he's on ABC weather, he's so he like revels in it being super hot. Like he gets off on it being 108 degrees, and I'm sure he pleasures himself to the sun with his any chance with his leathery get. skin. Yeah, yeah. I, was, no, I met I was... him one time. I you know what? And he was a very nice guy, but he's too happy when it gets hot. He is way too happy. Like he's just like rubbing it in to people dying of heat stroke. It's like, oh, well, if you can't stand the heat, then you're going to die. Well, Dallas Reigns is obviously from hell. He's obviously yeah. Satan. And well, he's he, the his monk. dad did stuff before him. Oh, he's the much, much he's like prophesized. Weatherman. It's like uh, a family Antichrist. of weathermen. Oh. He's from a lineage. Yeah. Of shit heels. <laughs> man last time we were supposed to talk about the comey hearing but like once again like you can't keep up everything just it's like tumbling dice so what we learned from the comey hearing of course is that yeah pretty much donald trump was trying to obstruct justice in the most this this he's just so he's so dumb He's so dumb. I want my Comey, 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 Comey. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, there's so many songs that can go with Comey. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Listen, eh, he said what he had to say. There's still a bunch of fire. There's or still a bunch of smoke, no fire. And, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to I just can't imagine. I mean, yes, but when... You look out into the woods, and it's just a smoke fest. You can't really honestly say, oh, well, you know, there's, there's zero evidence. Zero evidence. Well, we don't have any right now. There's, there's none right now. Well, we just, uh, we, unfortunately. We, we just got to work on it. We just got to let him keep tweeting. Tweeting himself yeah. into, into a hole. What ha- what? See, it would be interesting if uh, Vine was more popular than Twitter. And like Vine took off instead of Twitter, and like there was no more Twitter, like that we'd have to deal with eight second videos of him at like four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> on, on the toilet, like Wouldn't saying that be as much as he crazy. Can. Yeah, that would be the worst. I mean, at least there's a plus that there's no more Vine, so we don't have to see his face. Wow. You know, in the White House. A parallel universe of of yeah. Trump, Trump vines. Of Can you imagine his, his pasty raccoon face with his white eyes and his orange skin just spitting? Just constipated at, at, <laughs> at like three o'clock in the morning trying to squeeze one out while he's telling you, yeah. I'm being investigated by Comey. Comey. Yeah. So I think that, uh, you know, it, it's a lot. It, 
Jeff Sessions is a creep. I mean, everybody in that whole... It's like a bad... We're living in a really horrible Oliver Stone film right now. And there's conspiracy theories everywhere. And, like, the the, the brass but ring wh- of Where are the conspiracy is... theories coming from? Like, the, the people on the right are saying that this is a huge witch hunt and conspiracy, or at least the, the, the diehard Trump supporters. But we have people who don't operate in the realm of the conspiracy theories saying that, no, this, this actually happened when it all comes to light. And it's what going if we to find out, light. though, not, not that I want this to happen, but what if we find out that the whole Russia thing was a conspiracy theory and we're totally wrong? Wouldn't that suck? If we found out that Trump was how could that happen innocent? at this point? How could that happen? Would Michael Flynn resign if that happened? Would Jeff Sessions well, recuse himself he, if that yeah, happened? Here's the thing: Flynn resigned because Flynn did stupid things, not because of the other stuff. Sessions recused himself because of the heat that he was going to get if he didn't. So what happens? What happens then? Like what? Where does the world turn when we find out if, if, if like I said, devil's advocate? We find out that Trump was totally innocent in this all. And, you know, I don't know. It's crazy. But he's not. He's not innocent because he's making such a big deal and he's such a baby about it. Yeah. Any logical person says, okay, so say I I run a smear campaign against you, Chad. I said, everybody knows that there's evidence of Chad, you know, doing like getting teabagged in in rest, rest stops. And would you be really worried about it if you were under inve- investigation for getting teabagged? Would you if if that's not what you did? I mean, if that's what you did, then yeah, you should be. Was worried. I doing the teabagging, or did someone teabag me? Obviously, <laughs> obviously, it was you doing the teabagging. Oh, then I would I would be like, yeah, vote for me. <laughs> I have power over people. And if you don't vote for me, guess what? Duncan D's nuts. This is going to be like the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> Boston Tea Bag Party. Boston Tea Bag Party. I bet you there's a bunch of swingers that did that one time. I bet you there's a group of swingers somewhere in Boston at one point that were like, hey, well, why don't we have a Boston Tea Bag Party? And they all were got they together. dressed all colonial with their pantaloons and their, and their powdered wigs? I don't think... I think they just were like, look, the, the theme is enough. And then they got everybody together. It probably happened in the 70s. And they thought it was super clever, and they called it the Boston Teabag Party. Yeah. I bet you if you Google it, something will come up. Uh, yeah, but you you got to put it under, uh, what's what's that, uh, incognito? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A new window, new incognito window on, on uh, Chrome. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to what talk is it? about... Yes, go ahead. June 14th, 2017, in Alexandria, Virginia, you told me, told me about this. Senators were shot. That's the big yeah. news. And, Republican the, and the, the, the police officers there. The uh... Yeah, so James Thomas Hodgkinson, 66 years old, shot four people in Alexandria, Virginia. Doesn't his last name bother you? Don't Hodgkin's, you just want to call him like, you Hodgkin's lymphoma or Hodgkin's son? Or, I just want to call him Hodgkin's, Hodgkin's instead of Hodgkin's son. It's like you, you really need to add the son to your last name. But all right, go on. Yeah, it's it's just too much with this guy. He shot four people. House Majority Whip what Steve, Steve Scalise, <laughs> Zach Barth, congressional aide, Matt Mika, lobbyist, 
uh, for Tyson Chicken. So this yeah. is the people that are, that are pushing the, the Tyson Chicken on us. And Crystal Griner, a uh, police officer. So yeah. the before he started shooting, he asked, are these Republican or Democrat senators? And they said they're Republican. He's like, all right. So he decided to to start shooting. And Chad, when you told me this, I was just at first I was like, and I'm surprised about this. I was like, that's what's coming to them. But then I checked myself real quick, right? I was like, we can't start thinking this way. That we can't let things go this far south and this 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 craven. I honestly think that. This is how societies collapse when we start going to war against our our heads of state, when we start actually right. firing upon them. But here's the difference between the people who do these shootings and everybody else. The people that do these shootings have mental health problems. A lot of them have had domestic abuse issues. A lot of them are not... Um, not healthy. And um, so this is this is not I don't think it has to do with rhetoric. I don't think it has to do with the divisiveness. Uh, I think if that was the case, you'd see it a lot more. And hopefully it never happens again. And, you know, especially when uh, these congressmen go to their towns and, you know, there's not a lot of security there. So I, I would hope that none of that happens again. And, but you know, it does, my it doesn't give you pause. And this is what it did for me. Didn't it give you pause and say, maybe now they'll be scared and not scared, no. not scared in, in, the, in the sense of, well, you know, I, I need to take my sovereign responsibility more seriously. It's more like, okay, if I gut people's health care, they are going to try to literally kill me. So maybe yeah, I shouldn't no. do that. I, their, their, their fright and their fear is in the voting booth and their pocketbook. That's where their ultimate fear is. This, this, this it, it was an isolated incident. The security and, detail took him out real quick. Well, they're and they're well lucky protected. that they're lucky that Scalise was there because he was the one who had security detail. For it. If he wasn't there, it would have been awful. Yeah, the, so, the, the lobbyists for Tyson, and we're not trying to save him. <laughs> well, there—I mean, Rand Paul was there. There were a lot of people there. Yeah, but they were not uh, protected. It was only—he's the uh, minority whip in the house, so he was getting it, the leaders of the house are the ones who get the security detail. And I was wondering what, what, what the reaction would be from, say, uh, the NRA. Or, or gun rights advocates, but I really haven't heard much. Really no, heard and, much and from they're not at all. They're not, they're not going to say anything. Uh, that here's the thing: the the fear comes with voting, and and this is the uh, analogy that I made when you and I were on the phone about it. Is look, I don't like the Golden State Warriors, but I don't want to see anything bad happen to any of them. I want to see them on TV losing. Uh, a championship well, or losing is, when the, the if, if the Golden State Warriors win, it doesn't mean that you're going to die because you broke your arm and you're going to end up penniless. It bigger things are at stake and people will react. Now, people on the fringe of the far right and the far left, they they're going to jump to huge conclusions 
react negatively. And those people, we're, we're going to lose them because they're on the margins of society anyways, and, and they're, they're going to react. But it's, my, it's, it's people in the middle that have to really take heed. And, and, and Yeah, and nobody I knew, everybody I talked to, I mean, you and I talked about it, you had a visceral reaction at first, but everybody I spoke with, you know, they all condemned this, and they all felt that it was a horrible thing to happen. You don't... Look, our power is voting, our power is organizing, and our power is writing to... That's that's where we have our power. This guy obviously didn't understand the norm. He didn't understand what you were supposed to do. He had mental health problems. Domestic Sick violence. Domestic violence problems, just like everybody else who, who does these mass right. shootings. Um, and I think that's alleged. I don't know if he was convicted. I, I don't know if this is craven of me to, to say, well... It, it, is there a le- less popular group of people than Congress right now? It's like it's really hard for, for people to have their hearts go out to the senators. Well, you know, someone brought up something completely funny yesterday. Bought. They that? said, what do, you, what do you go to bed fearing more, AIDS or Republicans? <laughs> and 20 years ago, man. It's it was a different story, right? It's Republicans in Senate that that are, are are getting bought out by the Koch brothers, and who who are stripping away all the progressive rights that we we've attained that that are but taking away. Tomorrow is Ossoff's vote. It's finally come. So, yeah, man. If he wins, you're that's, gonna see. That's more. You're right, and that is more significant than trying to shoot Republican senators. No, you just put them out of a job. Yeah, that's you what you a, need to do. You rise hopefully. Above. Hopefully he wins. Let's keep our. And if he wins, you're going to see you're going to see the Republicans start to turn on Trump because they know if he could win in a red state like that, and at 30 years old, you know he's. I think he's 30 years old. That's yeah. he's running. If this kid can win, you can bet that the Republicans are going to be on. Uh, you know, be uncomfortable for a while. So let's hope that he takes it. It's super close. Right now they're saying they're neck and neck. And, you know, they're releasing all these horrible ads about him. Yeah, they're, it's, get, it's getting pretty vicious. So, so you know, uh, if he wins, the tide will start to change. It just the has, it has to, to be change. untenable to uh, be on Trump's side. It just, he has and to be even toxic if, even enough. If, right. And even if he loses, even if Ossoff loses... But he loses by like two points. The Republicans will be scared. It'll be something. Yeah, I mean, they'll bring the relief, been, but they're still screwed. Because it, it, it's in a very red state. It's in a very red area that's been gerrymandered to death. To yeah. to keep it to keep it red. I don't think there's been a Democrat there since like the seventies. So it's it's totally different. But I do think that uh, tomorrow, if he takes it. It's a wake-up call. And here's the other thing. If he doesn't win, that doesn't mean that we should all be discouraged because he doesn't win. I mean, look, he he has shaken them up as is. So I don't I hope people aren't, you know, uh, you know, disheveled or sad or upset about this and, and or demotivated or unmotivated because he doesn't win. But look, he he rattled some 
some nerves. So let's keep. Yeah, we, well, keep yeah, going. we need a, like a thousand little Ossoffs all over this country. Little Ossoffs all over this this country saying that no, we've had enough of this. This is this is yeah. a complete zoo. This is a complete mockery, man. Okay, so still at this point it's a small margin of getting trump impeached even if everything comes comes out into the light because republicans are going to back up their guy like they they have a majority in house a majority in senate and a republican president yeah. not their favorite person in in the world but do, so at this point i mean I, I guess i can ask you this every single show do you think Trump's going to go all four years? Um, if anything is going to happen, it'll happen by August. If it doesn't happen by August, it's done. It'll be all four years. Unless we have a Democratic Congress and a Democratic Senate in two years. Then we're looking at then, 2018. I well, that, think that's, that's yeah. one year, man. Yeah, but here's here's the thing that concerns me is if 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 we don't get out and we don't vote, he could be in there until 2024. So, and it's not, it's not a done situation. He could win again. So you never know. And look, if he's not doing anything about Russia, imagine in four years, what Russia's capabilities are going to be regarding hacking or influencing the election. And then imagine what it's going to be like in eight years. If they're not caught and there's nothing we can do about them and it continues to get worse, then what do we do? So I think that it's it's up to the Patriots, you know, the Patriots in this country, not the football team, the Patriot. Like I'm, I'm saying, where are the Patriots on the right? Where are the people standing up and saying they don't and they're not putting country before party right now because. There's a lady that follows me on Facebook who is very right-wing, and every time I post something, I she's always her. got some kind of bright. Yeah, she's already got always got some kind of Breitbart conspiracy, you know, some excuse. And, and, the, and the truth those, is, these people actually hate America. Well, I don't they know. Hate, if they, they, I don't. They I don't hate. think it's the hate. It's that they've put all their eggs in one basket, and that's the Trump basket, yeah. and they don't want to lose. And they and they taken... don't want to admit that they were suckers and that they were wrong all along. No, so they will that that thirty five percent that still proves will hang tight for a very long time because they these are will the people not... that just go through life saying I know everything and there's nothing that anybody can show me that can change my mind about anything that I experience in life yeah. and I think it's the height of hubris to go through life thinking that you couldn't be wrong about some sort of long held belief. You know, I read the other day, there are countries out there that have uh, voting where um, if you do not vote, you have a small fine. If, uh, and I think God, implementing something like that, that it, shit. $75, $125, something like that. If you don't vote. And I think that is brilliant. I uh, yeah, I, yeah. I I know, I know a couple of millennials, you know, around here that could use that. <laughs> that could that could that could yeah. use that 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 fine because they don't have seventy five bucks. Right. You just attach it to their car registration. Yeah. When you register to register you when you get your license, you're automatically registered to vote. You don't vote. 
then you get it tacked onto your car registration. That's how it should be. That civic um, duty thing right. about voting. It was just, it's it was such a mockery in 2016. It's like, damn it, we could have used we could have used all the help that we could have got. Yeah. yeah, and I right. know no, you couldn't you couldn't vote for the lesser of two evils. You know, this is the one time where, where it, it could have been good. But who knows? Who knows what would have happened on, under Clinton? Like, yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton well, as president, it would have been a really tied-up scenario anyways. Here's know? the other scary thing. There is not a Democrat. I thought Cory Booker would be, but he's kind of faded a little bit. But there hasn't been one. Kamala Harris? Uh, she's good, but she's new. She's a rookie senator. So uh, she so might be Obama. good, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's different. It's different. She, it, first of all, she has no respect in the Senate. If you watch her speak, uh, you know they cut her down every chance that they get. I, she'll be good. I think she's going to definitely run eventually. I just think it's too soon Elizabeth for her to run. No, I think she against Trump. She's too soft. You know, she has might have good ideas. She's a she's firebrand, man. Oh man, she she she. Yeah, but you know quick. what? Yeah, but it's like. It's like a, it's like a, you know, like your grandma, like going up against Trump. You can't, you can't do it. You have to have someone that's, that's sharp, that can fire back, that has a quick wit, that gets it, that knows you can shut him down in a heartbeat. And yeah. you've got to have, it's, it, it's, you know, because it's like he this. brings, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Trump has support because people hate liberals. Like, 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 the main appeal of Trump for these people was that they hate liberals, and liberals really hate Trump. Well, and, and so, so, that, like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Well, he's the exact opposite of Obama. He's not intelligent. Yeah. He, you know, he is the says, furthest thing from Obama. So, so that's what got people out to vote because previously to. Trump running, I mean, every week it was something that he didn't, you know, Obama didn't salute the troops as he was entering the helicopter. He ordered he mustard on his, his sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it's just ridiculous stuff. He didn't wear a flag pin during a debate. He said that, his wife said that she, she wasn't honored to be a part of this country until he started to run. And, oh, he has a picture of him in a turban and, and, and you know, in Mali or wherever he was, you know, um, it just, it was such a, just a circus. And so these people came out of the woodwork to vote for him, for Trump. And the other thing is, he is, he gets, he riles up that party. He riles up. We don't have anybody to rile up right now, the, uh, the Democrats. There's nobody to rile them up, nobody to get them fired up. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to take some time. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It does make me nervous that, you know, he could be here until, uh, 2024. You know what though? Imagine where our country would be. Imagine where our country would be if Trump had a full term, full eight years. Treachery is what, is what's going to, going to come down. Did you know, did you see today? That the U.S. shot a Syrian plane down uh, over Syria, yeah, yeah, I saw that uh, and then Russia said that if they see 
a, uh, a U.S. fighter jet, they're going to use. They're going to attack that. Really, I didn't. I didn't hear that final part. Yeah. So. Oh boy. Yeah. So it'll so it's be just interesting. like a coordinated effort to prove that Trump is not in collusion with with the Russians. Here's the thing, man. Possibly. Here's the thing, man. Like, when it all comes out and Trump colluded with the Russians, that it's all out in the open, which is it's likely to happen under Mueller. The, the sheer cravenness of the Republican Party is going to make itself known. And anybody who calls himself a patriot and doesn't speak out against him we know who who you are and we have your number and your days are numbered like you 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 can't hide anymore you can't call it a conspiracy you can't call it partisan politics it's you can't politicize collusion with a hostile foreign nation yeah i well we'll see what we'll see what happens i just there, right now there's no smoking gun and if if there is one you know that would be fantastic. And, and we're 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 all hungry for it, but I'll be the first one to say, let's be realistic here. Right, These and like I said have no in previous podcasts, like foundation. we're all hoping for a Hollywood ending. Yeah, we all want it to be wrapped up in a quick one day. All of this information dumped on us. Everybody's going to go to jail. But the reality of it, you know, it looks like uh, they're probably going to skate through this. And unless the Democrats get together, you know, it's not not going to be good. That um, the other news was that that Otto Warmbier passed away. Yeah, he yeah. So, away so this guy was in North Korea. Yeah, uh, he help. took a he he signed up for a travel uh, tour uh, with uh, different people. There's an article you could read where his roommate on the North Korean trip. Talks about him. He yeah. said he was a good kid, and, no and, trouble. And, and what what happened that got that got him thrown into the gulag? He tore down a uh, propaganda poster. Yeah, he because, tore down a propaganda poster. And kids, you can't do that when you're in North Korea. I know yeah, he, you can do that here. You're like, I hate Trump. Step on his picture. You can do that here. We have that right. You that doesn't translate to other countries. The, the, no. the First Amendment and your freedoms, your Bill of Rights, doesn't follow you outside of this country. No, and Damn. here's the other thing. He was on his... I mean, this is... They were at the metal detectors about to get onto the plane when really? they pulled him out and put him in a room. Wow. And his roommate looked at him as they were pulling him away, and he said, well, joking around, he said, I guess I'll never see you again. And, uh, you know, Otto looked at him and kind of smiled. But oh. left, didn't fight, didn't cry, didn't put up a fit, just went in. The thing is, is they have no idea what happened to him there. Yeah. They don't know was if it he had a... No, no. They, at the beginning, they said, but they had three of his doctors come out and had they held a press conference. And they said his brain tissue is dissolved uh, because what? of uh, like a heart attack, cardiac arrest. Uh, so they, I mean, there's more medically there there's more details medically but i don't have that but so, he, so does uh, this turn into an international issue i don't think so i what do you again what do you do you can't go to war with north korea you can't have ground troops on north korea 
you you know, uh, today I heard that they're about 12 to 18 months away from full nuclear capability. So something has to happen. Something has to give. Some disarmament uh, deal. At you know, the very you, least. you can't. You can't, uh, you know, um, you, you, you can't uh, take things away from them anymore. Uh, China has got to get on board. If China isn't on board, that's where the trouble is. If, if, you know, if we don't do that and China doesn't get on board, we're in trouble. You can't, you can't overtake a whole country and leave their people not only starving – but brainwashed as well. What do you what do you do with North Koreans who are so brainwashed with the Kim Jong family that their leadership is gone? They don't know anything else. And so, what do you do? Like, you know, how do you what do you put in that place of uh, there's, that leadership. There's, there's a tremendous vacuum, and yeah, no one wants to really deal with the mess. Like we talked about that one time. Like, like no one really wants to do cleanup duty when that, and it's a failed state when that country falls apart. Yeah, and and China. They, China's they learned, not they learned all all these all these tricks from from the Soviets, man. Um, I, I I went to the library. I got this book called the Gulag Archipelago. Yeah, it was about a, a Russian soldier who was thrown into prison for ten years because he knew a Ukrainian rebel. Okay, he was, just, he was friends with him, right? And that was this soldier was was put away, and he was an author. He wrote wrote about his experiences and how many people were jailed because of dissent, due to even the suspicion of dissent. Yeah. And when, yeah. like I said, when it all comes out, man, they're going to realize that millions of people have died. And we're they're into generation after generation of incestuous knowledge and this sycophant culture surrounding the cult of personality around the Kim family. It's it's really crazy that that's existing now. Yeah. So taking them taking them out is is going to be. You know, I think I think it's actually I, th I think at this point, if, if if we went to war tomorrow, it would be over super, super quick. They don't even have enough food to feed their people. Well, right. But again, military, uh, you know, uh, military uh, like our military against it's it's no chance. But at the same point, there's more to it than just two armies fighting. What do you do once you win? Then you have a bunch of people depending on you to eat and you have a bunch of people that hate you because they've been brainwashed that they're, they're Kim Jong-un. They're, they're, they're going to think that any food you give them is laced with poison and they, or, they won't eat it. Yeah. Or the, they'll just, they, they, they think that this guy is so special that he doesn't poop or pee. Mm -hmm. uh, so and he doesn't have a butthole. So I mean, that's how crazy it is. Though so when you start worshiping a dude who doesn't have a butthole, you have some serious issues. Yeah, everybody I worship has a butthole. Yeah, same here, same here. And you know, I think it would be odd if you didn't. And the, <laughs> don't you think if? You know, Donald Trump was like, I don't go to the bathroom ever. I don't have a butthole. <laughs> I think he wants us to believe that. 
I think that, yeah, that, that, well, that's, I mean, that's the kind of that's the kind of political system that he understands. Yeah, well, like, that's when the, I'm that's, the supreme ruler, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, <laughs> he's just so inept. He just he just can't do it. He's just. I, I read this article and I almost reposted it, but I was like, maybe I'm getting on on, on people's nerves. Trump is just too stupid to be president. Because honestly, he would be in far less trouble if he wasn't tweeting about all this, throwing Rosenstein yeah, but that's, under the that's, bus. I mean, that's 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 the. I mean, saying, that's what we saying got. I, I'm be, I'm being investigated, and then denying that he's being investigated by a surrogate on news the, the very next day. Is it insanity? Is is it just straight up stupidity? No, it's 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 a it's a lot of things, but I'll tell you. I, I, I told you, I, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. He, they did a, uh, a study on his speech pattern and his vocabulary from like 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and now. And it's progressively gotten worse. Way worse. And, There's and they don't something know. going on, right? Yeah, because I, well, I remember seeing interviews of them in the 80s, and he's like, well, you know, I like to win. And you yeah. know, he's, he doesn't, he's not a brilliant like orator back in the eighties, but he actually seems like someone you can sit down and have a conversation with now. Well, maybe he, did, the question is, is did he dumb it down for his voters? Ah, but that's the, the question thing, the that the article is, had. Did he dumb it down with his, for his voters? Wouldn't you think that he would turn that around now that he's actually the president and he's won? No, no. He's speaking the same way. He's still on campaign because mm-hmm. he's at the end of his rope. This is right. This, he he he's doing all like he's at his intellectual most right now, and that's really sad. That's really sad. Yeah. That this is the best he can do. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I I am interested to see where it goes tomorrow. And, and we're, you know, we're there's on a lot this, riding on we're tomorrow. On this, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, yeah, flip the six, right? So we'll, yeah. we'll we'll see what happens with that, and maybe then. People will start waking up and and, and right. realizing that this is an untenable place. Let's let we had a question before before this. Let, let's shift gears here. What's your favorite? Let, let's do a couple of categories. What's your favorite movie? Okay, go ahead. Your favorite movie. Favorite movie of favorite movie of all time. Let, let's do a couple of categories. Comedy. And Her favorite comedy of all time. Drama uh, and all time. Let's do a top three. Favorite comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You love that movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's so I've, well written. I've seen Both a copy characters. of it in, 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 in your place over the years all yeah. the time. And you're always down to watch that. It's a Thanksgiving tradition to watch that. And it's John Q's best film, I think. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the times people have recreated that story a thousand times. Two dudes on a road trip or two girls on a road trip. Buddy movie. Yeah. Wacky hijinks ensues. Yeah. But nobody's done it better than playing strange and audible bills. John Candy's best role. Steve Martin, great straight man in the film. And the whole movie itself is is fantastic. The and the ending couldn't be better. So I that's my favorite comedy. Okay, I'll I'll go now. My favorite okay. comedy, um, and I, I almost wish this wasn't true because it's such a such a cult movie but it's big lebowski uh i've never seen it I, i'm surprised 
So yeah, it, I've seen like bits and pieces, but I've never seen the whole thing. Subtly too. sublime piece of just absurdist. Is you're amazed that it even got made? Is 1998 the Coen Brothers, who I who I love. You know, they're they're a such a great uh, bro, brother duo of of, of directors. And I, I'll watch any, any Coen Brothers movie, but there's something about that that it doesn't get old on every rewatch. If it's on, I'm going to watch it from beginning to end. Yeah, it, it it doesn't fade with age. And there's and and the plot itself, when you think about it, it kind of doesn't make sense yet. It's so quotable, and the characters, and you know who's just a power. John Goodman is so good in it. Yeah, he's okay. so good that you 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 almost ignore the like, wait. He's acting right now, but he's such a buffoon. He plays okay. this, this right winger like Vietnam vet who takes everything to an extreme. Pulls out a gun on a bowling alley lane. Doesn't think anything of it. And you know, when he pulls a gun on Smokey, uh, the dude says, "You you you can't do that to him, man. He has deep emotional problems. He he's a pacifist." And I, I'm ruining the joke already. And he's like, he's, he's got de- he's got deep problems. And then and then John and then Goodman says, beyond pacifism, <laughs> like which he considers to be a, a extreme emotional. It's just it's so well done. It, it it's something I can watch all the time. Okay, so we got ourselves right. best comedy. What's your okay. what's your favorite uh, drama? You go you go first. You go first with your drama. Oh, my drama. My, my my drama. What, what what do I look at and say? Okay, it's I didn't prepare these ahead of time, man. Let me think of something that that that. Okay, um, Deer Hunter. Why? I have an affinity for dark, late, mid to late seventies films, uh, from Scorsese, from uh. Like Deliverance, you know, uh, Apocalypse Now, Godfather. They're my favorite films. Christopher Walken and Robert De Niro put on a acting tour de force in in The Deer Hunter. And, you know, there's really famous scenes, uh, war scenes about Russian roulette, which is completely ridiculous. But it's about really the the darkness of the human condition and i'm into sick shit like that you know what i mean so i i really like the deer hunter what's yours okay Jeff? i say the godfather godfather favorite drama. yeah you just saw that again in theaters yeah no we talked about it i think on here but yeah no it's fantastic it was still good except the people next to me kept talking and now that there's signed seating in new movie theaters, you can't get away from people who talk constantly. So this girl and her boyfriend, you know, it was like the first time they ever went to the movies. So they're sitting there chatting it up. Like one of them is, you know, the, the guy's talking, oh, wow, I didn't know this was going to happen. I don't know this was going to happen. You know, and it, it almost ruined the movie. Thank God uh, they left halfway through, uh, you know. But uh, it was it was nuts. Uh, that happened in that movie, and then I just recently saw another movie. I don't remember what it was, and the two the couple kept talking through that thing too. And I was like, <laughs> "Shut up!" And we couldn't get away 
Because it's assigned seating now. So that's one of the, the negatives. About assigned seating? You know, yeah. I mean, have you ever told anybody in a theater to shut up? No. Uh, you know what? I, I usually don't have to. If they're kicking my seat, I'll just kind of sit up and like kind of turn around and like give them like, like a side eye. And that usually does it. I never but have to. What about talking? Good. What about like talking through a movie? Same, You've never had same to thing. tell anybody to shut same up? Th- same thing. I'll just, I'll just do a side eye, you know? And and that usually does it, you know. Yeah. God, I I, yeah. I I couldn't tell you what my favorite film is though. I, I'm thinking I'm racking my brain. You know, Godfather used to be my favorite film. Let's say when I was okay. like in my twenties, I would like I would watch it on an one and two, just almost like on a loop and and watch both of those uh constantly. I, I thought that they they were such good movies. And once again, I'm kind of like hard pressed to think about what is my favorite movie. It might be in that, in that uh, same genre. What would you say your favorite movie is? Braveheart is my favorite film. <laughs> Still, it's 1996 yeah. Yeah. all over again. Yeah. No, I mean it was good. And if you look at the stuff that they did back then, to like the stuff that they do for the battle scenes in Game of Thrones, I mean, I'm sure that. Braveheart was kind of a playbook for them to put these battle scenes together because, I mean, that was just huge. Those those fight scenes and the battle scenes are so uh, incredibly epic, and especially at that time to do that, it's pretty incredible. The fun part is if you watch the battle scenes, watch don't watch directly what's going on. Like you'll see Mel Gibson and you'll see a couple main characters around. Look at the extras in the back. Because sometimes they have no idea what they're doing, yeah. uh, but yeah. it's still it's still a great movie. It totally holds up, and um, you know it, it, it's 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 a really good film. Unfortunately, you know Mel Gibson, and what are you going to do? But he, uh, it, it's a it's a great movie. I haven't seen. I, I want to watch. Um, oh, uh, I haven't seen the movie Dune. I haven't seen Dune yet. And I haven't seen. <laughs> I, I actually yeah. haven't seen much of it. it. There's not much to say about it, honestly. It's one of David Lynch's most, you know, panned films. It, it's like I've read reviews of it, and I, I want to see it. I'm interested in it, but it was just a a big effort that really didn't come to much of a movie, from what I understand. Yeah. I'll take you through a history of my favorite films, though. Like uh, when okay, I was when I was in 1996, probably the same year you you had a a cutout of Mel Gibson in your bedroom. From, I did from, from the movie theater. You loved that movie so much. But he was let's. But it was he was dressed as Braveheart. Let's, yes, that wasn't just Mel Gibson. I'm sorry, it wasn't sorry. Mel Gibson. It wasn't just. Ooh, yeah. he's so sexy. You had a. a I love his political and religious views. Yes, yes, <laughs> totally. Right. Uh, you can tell from from our from our uh, left wing show that we love that. Guy. Right. Um, it was chasing Amy when I was uh, maybe in my twenties. That, okay. Do you know that movie? That's the yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. With Ben Affleck after, and yeah, yeah. after you know, mall, after Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, that really like I guess it just defined me. It, it was just like, and, and I look back at it, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. The twenty something Moody Phil loved that movie. But well, it's, it's interesting. Just like people how don't really talk that way <laughs> in real didn't, life. Didn't art imitate life in that movie for you? Oh God. <laughs> I guess so. I guess I guess it it, do, it does make sense because my affinity towards towards uh, 
dating or wanting to date several lesbians in my life. They're into the same things I'm into. Uh, <laughs> they like what I like. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like Alien was my favorite movie for a while. Alien or Aliens? Alien, first one. Aliens, like Aliens was badass. And, yes. and that was a great just overall movie like for action but alien when you talk about psychological terror in in an enclosed space that's that's definitely up there. I didn't see the um I didn't see the new one but I heard it wasn't that good mm. and the okay, new... I, I, I I've narrowed it down it's okay I haven't narrowed it down I'm kind of looking through a list it's uh, Miyazaki's spirited away Okay, might be my favorite. Movie. They're they're re, they're releasing that in theaters again. Yeah, I'm. I definitely want it. I want to take Julian to that because that's just a fantastic okay. movie. Miyazaki Spirit yeah. Away or Raging Bull. Okay. Uh, okay, De- so De Niro, those are your what top three? T- top two, like like my like uh, like Locked In at the very top. Spirit Away really was an important movie to me. And okay, uh, I why love, is that? It, the themes I, I'm a Japanophile I, I love Japanese movies and if you look at uh, Miyazaki's work um, who's Studio Ghibli it, it's one of the best uh, m- most famous anime studios just the themes in it the uh, the story of, of the girl's maturation through through the, the movie the animation itself the it's really d- deep spiritual themes. Like there's many layers to it. Every time I watch it, it's like, I didn't pick that up before. Or that character said something. It's like wa- reading a good book or watching a movie and you just see these things that you didn't pick up the last time. It's kind of like how um, my favorite show of all time, of course, is Breaking Bad. And every time I watch it, there's like a new thing I didn't, I didn't pick up before. And, it's, and Raging Bull... Of course, it's just it's De Niro and Scorsese. I was like, those guys can just make movies forever. Like, uh, they're it's fantastic. Well, you need to. Um, we talked about this the other day. Did you talk about? Uh, did you talk to your significant other about getting HBO Go? You're. We did talk about that. We should get it. Yeah, you know, we should just. We we haven't done it yet. I just I don't have time for to watch movies i don't have time to to, to like i'm i'm, I'm too yeah busy. but I, i'm not I'm, you can I, watch a half hour you can watch a half hour show you're right or an hour monica's like you watching watch party of five right now and like yeah see she's, she's in the middle of i mean if you could sit through all of gilmore girls the reunion or whatever the <laughs> heck that was i didn't sit through that though oh you that didn't was, have to yeah no she didn't make me she doesn't make me do that I heard uh, The Handmaid's Tale uh, is, is really good. I watched it. I, I still don't understand it. Yeah, it's about it's a very dysto- dystopian. I haven't watched it. It seems interesting. So what's your favorite movie of all time, Chad? Yeah, Braveheart. Braveheart, yeah. That, oh, that's right. You answered Yeah, Braveheart. Braveheart is definitely favorite movie of all time. Yeah, um, favorite comedy, playing Strange I, and Automobiles. Uh, Godfather. Godfather. I mean... That's, that's a good yeah. choice, man. Like, like, Godfather is strong. Godfather might might be my number one but uh, what was the last good movie that you saw how about that that's a hard one had to be a documentary no it has to i'm talking about like 
motion picture. Like I, I walked away from the that and said, "Damn, that was good." I yeah. really wanted to like, um, God, what was it? Who was in it? Matt McConaughey, Interstellar. Oh, okay. I thought it, it could have been really good, but it was just it was just a little bit too long winded, like a lot of Nolan movies. Um, last movie I I saw that was like new in theaters, and I said, "Damn, that's really good." I haven't I haven't seen anything, man. I don't okay. watch movies. It, it's, it's okay. Here's what I watch. I I'll, I'll like watch Cars three, <laughs> right? It's just like right, I, right, I, right. I, I'm on JP's, uh, you know. Watch. Yeah, no the um, the last movie that I saw that I was like, oh, that was really good, and I I went in thinking it was gonna be horrible. Was the Nice Guys with um, uh, Russell Crowe and um, God damn it, the guy from. Uh, Oh, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling, Russell Crowe. Really awesome, you really like fun that one, film. Huh? Yeah, that, that was recent. Yeah, right? it was yeah. great. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a great film. I, it, I, I, it, it I like was, when, when you find an unexpected duo or a, a chemistry that you wouldn't expect. And and like these actors just kind of bounce right off of each that, other. That and you know, comedy wise, uh, I mean, that was funny, but I, I, I don't, I wouldn't categorize it just a comedy. It was a great, like, uh, kind of, kind of, uh, you know, detective uh, film. But um, the other comedy that, that I've seen that I haven't seen a lot of great comedies um, is uh, that movie with uh, Melissa McCartney, Spy. Really? You saw that? Dude, uh, it was hilarious. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be any good. And it was awesome. I kind of just strolled right by there. I was like, oh, yeah, they're, Jason, they're, cash, they're cashing in on her. No, yeah. she was great in this. And Jason Statham was hilarious. And, I mean, the whole cast was like so Jason good. Like, I'll, I'll, yeah, his I'll comedy. Watch him, I'll watch him run and, and kick ass and fight people. No, his comedy in this is hilarious. Oh, that's good. Uh, so, yeah, definitely recommend those two films. If you have a Saturday night and you're looking for something to watch, watch The Nice Guys. Or spy because spy is just ridiculous and it's really good. Mm. So I highly recommend those. Are you gonna go see Spider Man? Yeah, I, I don't know what I'm gonna see. Well, you know what is the PG? Because then I'll I'll take Julian. I think Julian's old enough. Uh, yeah, he's gonna Spider-Man, be five, I think. four four and a half five. I think he can handle a good superhero movie. Especially yeah, if it's the one thing. The one thing that Marvel does, like they do great with the superheroes, mm-hmm. but their supervillains are really like their mo- If you look at the supervillains that they've had in the Marvel universe, they've been really, except for Loki, every one of the superheroes. I mean, can you, or supervillains, can you name like three supervillains that were any good in any of the Marvel films that were memorable? Oh, my God. Well, the thing is that, that that's weird because I know Thanos because I, I grew up with... Right, but he hasn't been... He's only been... It's not focused on him yet. But Thanos, they've been kind of building up to. But, like, can you... Do you remember who the bad guy was in Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3? Oh, or it, Captain... it was the actor Mickey Rourke. Yeah, but who... <laughs> what, what was... Like, th- see, that's the thing that DC has going for them is that their villains are so good. It's the brand carried by it. Batman and Superman. And of course, those are right. iconic. Uh, and Batman has, right. let's face it, like Lex Luthor, really? Uh, the Batman carries the, the iconic villains, 
for sure. Right. So so they have that marketability for that. With with Marvel, there's no superheroes or supervillains that are memorable except for Loki. Oh no, no. I I have to disagree with you. A Magneto. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm talking Ian like Marvel McKellen. Universe. Marvel like Universe. Marvel. That's, that's X Men. That's Marvel Universe, man. Yeah, but that's Fox. That's Fox doing oh, okay. the. Uh, You're right. Yeah, not not Marvel Disney. Just, it just like, kind of just pisses me off that it's partitioned off. Like Sony has Spider Man, X Men is owned by a different studio, and yeah. the these two Fantastic shows, Four. Who knows what happened with Fantastic Four? You know. Well, they did a horrible movie. That's yeah. part of the problem. A couple of horrible. They need movies. to give that to. They need to give that to Marvel Comics, but uh, or Marvel Disney. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, the, the, you need iconic bad guys, and yes, yeah, so they're leading up to Thanos, and that's going to be really cool. But they never put any time. Like the bad guy in Avengers Two, like I love in the comics, Baron Zemo is awesome. I love him. He's one of my favorite villains. But in the movie, it was awful. It was Age, Age it was the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ultron was a horrible. I mean, all of them have been really, really bad. So, uh, you know, they need to really focus on that. But and I heard that this the Spider-Man movie is fantastic. It's really, really good. But um, Michael Keaton plays the villain and he plays the vulture and that his bad guy character is he isn't weak, but the, the the surrounding him everything surrounding him is kind of a letdown uh, I, I, and so i just can't i i still feel like when you talk about spider talk about the 2003 uh, right rendition and how they just botched venom who is like my favorite comic right. bad guy forever and they yeah. just botched it in spider-man 3 yeah, like, yeah, still, no, still it will be. It. And, and, and their failed reboot in recent years where he's like a moody millennial. God, yeah. that was hard. This, one's, was a hard this one's exactly what you're looking for as far as, as far as what you're looking for for Spider Man. But um, the the villain is, you know, Spider Man has some really cool villains too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Green Goblin, uh, legit, man. Yeah, they have a bunch of really good. Uh, Vulture's supposed to be really fun, but. I don't know. It's just it, they always, yeah, you know, the the Green Goblin in the first and second Spider-Man was fantastic. Um, but, you know, the just the villains haven't been that great. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, but, it's, it's yeah, I've heard Spider-Man. I mean, I know that I'm in for Despicable Me 3. Uh, Monica's already <laughs> seen Cars 3 with, with, with Julian. So okay. I'm, I'm going to be watching lots of kids' movies this summer yeah okay whatever it's not about me right <laughs> but let's land this dude um i'm tired. all right let's let's just go home so well thanks for listening guys give us a tweet uh and take care At of bob knows base bob knows base on twitter let us know yeah let us know you're listening all right and all right we'll give you a shout out all right thanks all a lot, right. brother I'll bye talk everybody bye-bye the Wiretap is produced by Phil Romo and Chad Costello. Logo and artwork by Jasmine Michelle Designs. Recorded in Burbank, California.